0: Welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. My name is Lauren Bongiorno, nationally board-certified health coach and founder and CEO of Risely Health, where we help people and families impacted by type 1 diabetes take ownership over their lives so that they can transform with more freedom and confidence. Everyone has a different reason to be here. You might be seeking knowledge, support, or community. But at your core, I know that you long for something deeper. You're here for Transformation. And that's what the Reclaim Your Rise podcast is all about. A quick reminder before we start the show that nothing you hear on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast should be a substitute for personalized professional medical advice. Please always consult your physician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, insulin dosages, or healthcare plan. If you're someone who is currently feeling exhausted, and terribly frustrated by your diabetes physically and emotionally, and you have a feeling that if you just had better support and a better tool set and roadmaps, that it could be incredibly transformational for your health and your entire life, I'm really excited to share that we are currently open for enrollment for our first Decide and Conquer group coaching cohort of 2024. If you don't know, the DCB is RISE's 12-week signature coaching program for women with type 1 diabetes who are feeling discouraged, and isolated, and overwhelmed, and are craving more confidence, and empowerment in their lives with their numbers and mindset and all of it. We've had over 400 women graduate from this program over the years, and they all were once where you're sitting literally right now on the sidelines, listening to me talk about the program or listening to stories of other people change their lives, wondering if that it's possible for themselves to do that too. It might be hard to believe, but this program is already filling up. So if today's episode inspires you to want to make a change for your T1D, don't wait to apply. After you do, wait to receive an email within 48 hours to book a call with Abby or Alyssa from the Risley team. And I hope to see you in the program. And who knows, maybe even one day have you as a podcast guest, inspiring others with your transformation. We have a great holiday episode in store for you today, but two quick announcements. The first one being that we have a free. PDF guide that you can download in the show notes. It is the T1D holiday survival guide with three essential tips for reclaiming the season with type one. What is in there is not repeated in this episode. So there's some just extra things that you may want to check out. Secondly, we are just a few weeks away from starting our 15th cohort of our signature group coaching program for women with type one diabetes. The Decide and Conquer group coaching bootcamp is Uh, how do you describe it? It is education. It is community. It is transformation. We've had over 400 women graduate over the years, and it is really for you if you are looking to go from isolated and overwhelmed to supported and empowered with your diabetes. It is for people who, yes, have higher A1Cs or lower time and range, and you have a goal to create a sustainable way to understand your patterns and to be able to see improvements there, but also for people who, you know, whose A1Cs in time and range, you're like, "Hey, like I'm doing okay, but there are other elements of your diabetes um, that you want to work on with relationship to food, relationship to self, just integrating diabetes more in your life. Or maybe you do feel like on paper, your numbers look great, but on a day-to-day basis, you have lower energy and lower focus, and you know that it ties back to your diabetes. So I want to encourage you to apply. We are almost full. We start on Tuesday, January 9th, and this cohort is always the best of the year because it has that new year, January energy, and we are just so excited to see what this final cohort is going to turn out to be. So link in the show notes to apply. You'll get on a call with our coaching specialist, either Alyssa or Abby, and they will help you navigate through, you know, if this is the best program for you or what other options there could be that can meet your needs. Hello everyone. And welcome back to reclaim your rise. So the day this episode airs, it will be Tuesday, December 19th, which means that Hanukkah has started Christmas and Kwanzaa are right around the corner and new year's Eve will be here before you know it. So, it only felt right to put out a holiday episode around navigating this these next few weeks leading into 2024 with type 1 diabetes because you and I both know that, you know, travel and parties and more alcohol and stress like those are just things that are a lot for just, you know, people without diabetes, but then you add diabetes on top of it. And it is, it is a different experience for sure, whether you have it, or even if you are a parent to a child with type one. So, um, we're going to be just talking about it all today. And I want to look at this. I want you to look at this as like a, as a pause, right? Because the holiday season has already started, especially if you're in the U.S. You know, you have Thanksgiving at the end of at the end of November, um, but oftentimes we can get into this mentality where it's like, "All right, we're just going to keep pushing through." I know I'm not going to feel great this. Month of December, but like January, I'll do a dry January, or I'll do you know a whole 30, or I'll create some guidelines for myself that are restrictive that I won't stick to past January, but like I'll just do. And it's like, why do we need to do that? Right? Like, why can't we just take a moment together to ground down into, well okay, maybe the holiday season thus far hasn't been what I've wanted in terms of where I'm spending my time or my sleep schedule or the amount I'm drinking or, you know, indulging in food, whatever it is. But like, that doesn't mean that we can't take inventory right now and, you know, change the outcomes for the next time we're going out to a holiday party or, you know, whatever is upcoming for you. So, I mean, overall, like I know that the holidays can look different for all of us, but- generally over the years from working with so many, you know, hundreds of people, um, in our coaching programs at Risley, I've noticed that there are really like three types of people with diabetes and how they approach the holidays. So we're going to run through that together. I'm curious to hear like which one you identify with the most. And then I'll also at the end, just share some kind of like one-off tips. I think I wrote down like five of them that I find really helpful for managing blood sugars during this season. And also just like feeling good and not just like so tired and sluggish and inflamed in my body so I'll share those with you and before we do though I do want to share a little bit of a hot take I even want to say that this this is the con like contradictory to what I have shared in the past like maybe not so much in recent years but like years ago I feel like my um, my take on an episode like this, if I had a podcast back then, would have been telling you guys, like, like you could have, you know, 90 plus time and range like for the holidays. Let's just like stick to our routines, let's get on our key stick to our exercise plans. Like it doesn't have to be different than any other time of year. And I'm kind of just like over that BS. And I'm I'm calling myself out for that because I, you know, even just a friend the other day, she sent me, um, there's this thought leader, I won't call him out, but he was, you know, he shared a podcast clip of himself essentially saying like, you know, December is where people slow down and like the winners and, you know, the successful people are, you know, you, this is where you speed up. And I feel like that mentality goes you know, can seep into the nutrition and health and wellness world as well, where it's like, you know, let's do the diet now and let's, you know, go to the holidays and not eat this and not eat that. So you still feel good and it and you're not deviating from your plan. And it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't, that doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good. It feels forced. It feels like something that I would want to like rebel against and not stick to. And then I would like let myself down. I think that there's a balance. Like balance is, it, it is hard, but I think there is a middle ground between, you know, feeling terrible this month and waiting for January to quote unquote, like start over or end like sticking to your exact routine and not deviating from it at all. And then focusing so much on that, that you're missing out on like being present with family and friends and not enjoying yourself. So, you know, my, my hot take is really like, there's not pressure, like there's nobody telling you that like, you need to have zero blood sugar spikes throughout these next few weeks, that you have to have 100% time and range. Like That is not the goal. And that also doesn't equate to happiness. I can tell you that with certainty. There's no prize that you get from it. All you're really going to feel is like, oh, how can I keep this up? And like that's a lot of pressure too to put on yourself. And so focus on the goal being to enjoy, to be present, to get curious about how you want the holidays to feel for you and also like how can you feel how can you feel good right and not like you're on a blood sugar roller coaster i was just looking at my notes here and my my cue and my note for talking about what i just shared was a uh, hot take no hardo <laughs> like what is that lauren um but i think i was referring to yeah like some people that are just seen like just so like, hardcore around this time of year and it's like we don't we don't we don't need that energy like we just we can be merry and bright without um, like killing yourself in a CrossFit gym. Okay, so let's op- operate from that foundational principle moving forward for the rest of the conversation and take the pressure off and let's get curious about the holidays have been for you in the past. I'm gonna share these now three types of people who I've seen go through the holidays, kind of like archetypes, if you will. And as we're going through them, know that I'm sharing them with you so that you can self reflect and because it's helpful to understand your tendencies and even imperative to understand those tendencies in order to know where you need to put attention into three types of people person a here we go this is what i like to call the 20% type this is where you may feel like holidays fall into that 20% of my time bucket this is also where like vacations fall maybe um you know going out to dinner falls it's kind of like this you know screw up mentality for 80% of the time I am, you know, in routine at home. And then for 20% of the time I'm out of my normal routine and I'm just going to say, screw it. I'll deal with the consequences later. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to drink what I want. I'm going to go high and it's fine. I can worry about my blood sugars after. And maybe if it's, it's not even as like nonchalant in the way that you view it. Like it can be kind of like a screw mentality or it can kind of be like a, you know what, this is my way to justify and feel better about not knowing how to handle these situations. That it's only 20% of the time. So, like, yes, I don't feel great, and yes, I wouldn't choose to have this, but like, I just, there's nothing I can really, you know, do about it. So, I spent over a decade of Thanksgivings, Christmases, New Year's trips in this group like significantly underestimating carb counts, not knowing how to make my pump and insulin sensitivity work for me, seeing numbers in the 300s, the 400s. I mean, before CGMs, I would frequently have just high HI written on my blood sugar meter throughout the holidays, because that was just, you know, what happened. And at the time, you know, it was the norm for me. And I thought, well, type one diabetes is just a lot harder on the holidays and this is how it's always going to be. Um, And that never felt good, right? Like I just, I have vivid memories of waking up in the middle of the night, just like so thirsty for water and needing to give myself insulin. And then like three hours later, crashing from a low blood sugar, waking up sweaty. And it's just, you know, we've all been there and it's not great, but you can understand very clearly what the what the cons are. Right. So it's like, as a result, you feel guilty. You physically might have to recover for a bit. Um, for parents listening, it takes, you know, this is a question that I get a lot, like how long does it take you to feel better after a high, um, after like staying high for hours, especially overnight time, it could take me, you know, about 48 hours to even just like feel a hundred percent again. That's probably like the biggest con. I think also like another con is whether it's the holiday or a party or a vacation, there is always something that is going to come up. And so this becomes your standard for how you are going to operate in these situations. Instead of saying, okay, there's always, you know, a party or a vacation or an eating out. And it's probably actually more than 20% of our time. Like we think it's 20%, but it may be a lot more. Like, let me learn how to tackle these situations so that it doesn't have to be like a wash. But in addition to the cons, there are pros. And I think that's what's important to understand too, right? Like we all do things as humans um, that don't serve us because there is actually some pro that comes out of it. There is a benefit to us. And whether that benefit is, you know, just generically, you know, this is what feels comfortable. I've done this for so long, so it feels like it's in my comfort zone. And that's a pro of doing it. Um, Or in this specific, you know, person A, 20% type, It could be experiencing close, experiencing these scenarios close to how family and friends experience the holidays where they're not really thinking about diabetes. They're just, you know, drinking and eating and that can, for some people can be and feel like a win, right? Like I take care of myself so much on these other days that I just kind of want to let loose. Um, But as you know, right, there's not nothing great that can come out of like extremes. Um, so, but that's person A. And so that 20% type is not necessarily like a 50, 50 type or 50% of the time, you know, they're going off and 50% of the time they're in routine. It says 80, 20, but that 20 really does take a toll on you. And it feels like, why can't I just like, yeah, why can't I get it together? All right, quick intermission for a PSA and story that I have to share with you guys about a mysterious high blood sugar case that one of our coaching clients experienced recently. So for two weeks, he couldn't figure out why he was running higher than usual. We're talking mid-200s with his blood sugar, even three hundred, stubborn, not coming down. And he went through his usual list of reasons, right? Food, insulin sensitivity, stress, sleep, hydration, but none of those factors seemed to be the culprit. And so finally, he came to our coaching session and I said, hey, do you think that your insulin has gone bad? And it turns out that's exactly what it was. And so if you're anything like me and this particular client, you might not always be thinking about keeping your insulin at a safe temperature. In the refrigerator, insulin should be stored at 36 degrees Fahrenheit to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. And outside the fridge, it can withstand temperatures between 36 degrees and 86 degrees Fahrenheit. That means that if you live in or travel to warmer climates or very cold climates, then your insulin is at risk for spoiling. And we all know that this stuff is our liquid gold, which is why I recently bought the Voyager cooler from the brand For All Family. If you don't know them, For All Family creates products that help people protect their insulin and they have more than 200,000 customers worldwide in the US, Canada, Australia, India, and soon Europe. And the majority of their staff also lives with T1D, which are companies that I always love to support. So if you don't have one of these coolers yet, I highly, highly recommend it to protect your insulin. You can use the link in the show notes to check out all their products. It's available on Amazon and directly from the For All Family website. All right, now back to the show. So let's move on to person B. So, person B is the obsessive type. So, thinking about, you know, constantly how they're going to stay in control, even like bringing your own food to the meal to help you avoid temptation, everything comes down to intention. I think there's a difference between, hey, I'm going to bring a platter of vegetables and you know ranch dressing to a, a Super Bowl party for appetizer because I just know there's going to be chips and a bunch of fried food. And I just want an option for myself to mix in versus I cannot eat anything that is there and I have to bring my food's um, and I don't want to be tempted and I just need to stay on, stay on the plan and stay on routine, right? There's a difference, but, um, overall the obsessive type is kind of the person who's like, doesn't want to deviate from their, how they, how they navigate their normal day. It could be a fear of weight gain. It could be a fear of, um, having too much insulin on board, fear of just not being perfect, right? Like fear of, of deviating from the progress maybe they've made in terms of blood sugars or physique, whatever it may be. Um, I know this period also very well after um, like the, you know, over a decade of being in that first bucket, I went through like a four to five year period where I did everything in my power to stay in routine as much as I could during the holiday season. I had zero flexibility in my life. I like was like a walking science data experiment in, in in my eyes. And I just had to do everything to the T. But I I wanted to stay in routine as much as I could during the holiday season. I only ate the foods I cooked and brought to the parties. And I made sure that I worked out intensely every day so as to not quote unquote fall off. Um, but this didn't feel any better than, you know, that 80-20 Uh, First, type that I described because even though my numbers stayed in range, I was just thinking about food all the time and still thinking about diabetes, and I was more focused on control than what the holidays should be about. So, the pros of this were great numbers and even a little bit of like pride in restraint. The thought that would pop into my mind often was if I could just make it through the going out to dinner without touching the bread, like that would feel so good at the end of the day. And, you know, that can be something that you you know can relate to too. But the cons of this, there's so many more cons. The cons are you're not present. You're not enjoying the food. You're not really celebrating. There's so much stress and anxiety in anticipation of the event. Diabetes is in the driver's seat versus you being in the driver's seat. And you're just more set up to fail more, you know, like you set yourself up to fail more if you do have a cookie or you do break quote unquote your rules. Because then you trigger to your mind, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, I slipped. And then you're going to like, maybe not just have one cookie. It's going to be like, okay, now I'm just going to eat everything. Screw it. And I'll fix it tomorrow. So that is pretty much the obsessive type person B. And then person C is what we like to call the disappointed type. And even though the name sounds kind of sad, I think that this is the like middle ground phase to be in, in my opinion. And it is actually a really good sign if you're here because it means that you're moving in the right direction. What I mean by this is that this is the person who is trying but doesn't know why they can't get different outcomes or like why they weren't able to implement you know, things differently, or they feel they're feeling stuck in old habits, meaning they understand that how they've been experiencing the holidays in the past is not serving them. And so they're going in with the intention of changing things, but even though they have the intention, they're not really able to fully change things and get to the place and that vision that they're envisioning for themselves. I really see this as kind of like that middle ground phase and the encouraging, you know, phase that you're moving in the right direction because it's like that old analogy of like you take a key and you're like jamming it into the keyhole, right? It's like you want to turn the door, you want to open it, but you just have the wrong key. And then once you have the right key you're just gonna open it with more ease and get through to the other side. So this is, you know, really about understanding, like, yeah, what are those deeper rooted blocks that are creating or preventing you to change? So the pros of this is you want to have the freedom and flexibility to eat what you want at parties and you're actively trying to figure this out. The cons are that you feel defeated and you feel stuck and like you'll never get there. And there can also be a level of shame of that, like not wanting other people to um yeah, like know what's going on in your head and just know where you're at with diabetes because you're like, I just don't understand why I can't, you know, break through whatever challenges are blocking you. So the ideal overall that we want to strive for is finding the balance between listening to our bodies, enjoying ourselves, honoring the fact that we have diabetes. And there are, you know, a couple different things that we just have to do differently. And we can't just, you know, if we want to feel good, we can't just eat whatever we want. Right. There's, but there are strategies to allow you to do more of that um, while staying, you know, in a blood sugar range that feels good for you. So um, reflect back on those three different people, kind of feel out where you are now, even send me a message on Instagram at Lauren underscore Bongiorno. Let me know if that resonated, but just want to wrap this up with kind of like five things to keep in mind overall for the holidays. So the first one is to ask yourself what has happened in the past. This is so key. We have to look back in order to really like be more successful at moving forward so um are you more likely when you go out and it's the holiday season to underbullish are you more likely to over bolus? do you have more lows do you have more highs do you feel like once you get up there above 200 it's a lot harder to get down um those are questions that you want to reflect on because it's an isolated thing that you can then say all right one of these you know things is the biggest pattern and how am i going to take steps to change it for this time Uh, Number two, set yourself up for success during the day. If you're having like a big afternoon or evening meal, please don't skip breakfast and just drink water all day or coffee going into that big meal. It just makes it a lot harder for your blood sugars to be managed then um, for various different reasons. And then also if you think about like hunger on a scale of zero through 10, you don't want to go to a meal on a a zero or one or two, or even like under three, you want to kind of be around like maybe like a five or a six. So Feel your body. Number three, um, I can probably do a whole episode on this. If there is interest, um, let me know, but alcohol, I have found success with my relationship to alcohol and working on that and like working on understanding what role it plays in my life. And especially around the holidays, I am somebody who, you know, didn't drink for many, many years because I just was like this, I don't feel good from it the next day. I wanna be able to go to like a hot yoga class in the morning. Like, wh- I don't, like, why would I drink? And now, I I don't know, just like a different phase of my life, I'm like, I enjoy like a glass of red wine with dinner. Um, I enjoy, you know, especially around the holidays, like, I feel like I, maybe I have 10 drinks a year, I think. Um, and I would say that a good majority of them happen around the holidays. Especially in like the winter time, I don't know. It's just what I'm drawn to, and um, at the same time, like I have a relationship with it where it's like when I'm drinking, I don't feel like I need to have two, three, four, or five drinks. I'm having like a glass of wine, like maybe two, and that helps me still feel good um, with my blood sugars overnight, and then also in the you know morning time the next day where I'm not like totally just like taken out for the count for the whole weekend. Um, I also should say, I do love a good, like salted rim, spicy margarita. So, um, any margarita lovers out there, I am with you on that, not just wine, but okay. So that's number three. Number four is going into the meal at a lower number. So getting that pre-bolus on board, getting that insulin on board. Um, if you have a fear of lows, this is something that can block you from doing this one. And then going to the root issue, which is the fear of lows is something that like, you want to specifically address and work on. And then the last tip, this is something I gave on last year's podcast around the same time that was helpful for people, which is taking a shot of apple cider vinegar. You can put like two tablespoons in maybe like a fourth of a glass of water. Doesn't taste great. Chug it down 20, 15 minutes before you eat a high carb meal. I'll do this sometimes with pizza, with pasta at home. I don't really bring that ACV shot to me, uh, with me to restaurants or, you know, when I'm out. But yeah, my family hosts a lot of holidays though. And they, I feel like, always have apple cider vinegar around. So I feel like I have done it um, outside of my house. But those are kind of just like some very quick tips you can think of as you're going into the rest of the holidays. So let's pause there. How are we feeling? I hope that there was some kind of takeaway that you can use moving forward for the rest of the month. Um, I really hope that everyone enjoys the holiday week and is just able to have some downtime and relax and don't feel like you have to have your whole life and whole whole of 2024 figured out in the next few days. Just Be present and enjoy and tune in next Tuesday on the 26th because I am going to be releasing an episode on my New Year's goal setting and um like my process for doing that. And I'll also share my word of the year for 2024. This process has evolved for me over the years, but reflecting on the year and creating the vision for myself for you know the upcoming year is something that I've been doing I think since 2017. want to say. And I really do feel like we all have the power to manifest and create the lives that we all dream of. And it starts with things like this. So tune in next week. It would be a great thing to listen to. If you're planning on doing like a vision board or any kind of journaling, it'll give you some prompts and ideas, but for now I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all sending you a huge hug and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to this episode of Reclaim Your Rise. To let us know that the episodes we're putting out are impactful and to help us get our street right cred up and let everyone else know that this is something worthy of their time to listen to, please leave a rating and review on our Apple podcast, send the show to other people impacted by T1D or maybe even your doctor, and share it on social media tagging at Risley Health and at Lauren underscore Bongiorno. New episodes of Reclaim Your Rise come out every single Tuesday, so make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss a beat. Thanks again for listening, and as always, remember, diabetes is a challenge that we did not choose, but one that we can rise above.